0: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 23rd of February. My name is Sam Kozlowski and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today. Our vaccine program is up and running.
1: Indian protests continue to grow.
0: Some good news about an interfaith hub in Berlin.
1: And a chat about petitions and where to from here on consent education. Here's today's Daily Digest.
0: About 1,200 Australians were vaccinated yesterday as the rollout officially began. The first Victorian to be vaccinated at 7.30am yesterday was Professor Rhonda Stewart, who treated the state's first COVID case 14 months ago. Vaccines were also rolled out in New South Wales, South Australia, Queensland and the ACT. Over the next three weeks, we're expecting 35,000 frontline health workers to receive the jab.
1: Now, in a story that does not seem like it is going away, more than 100,000 Indian farmers have gathered in Punjab to protest against the farmers' laws, which are still being negotiated between the government and union reps. The farmers want three laws to be repealed, which they say will give corporations more power to buy their crops for cheap. The farmers' unions, on the other hand, are calling for the largest day of protests to be on February 27th.
0: And the Victorian government has announced the establishment of a royal commission into Crown Melbourne's suitability to hold a casino license. You'd remember this story from the weeks of coverage in New South Wales, where there was a government inquiry into the Crown Casino in Barangaroo. The inquiry found that Crown was unsuitable to hold a license based on allegations of money laundering, junket operators and jailed acquaintances in China.
1: And finally, the good news. A new Berlin building will link a church, a mosque and a synagogue together under one roof. Construction of the, bear with me, church mosque will have a central meeting space shared by all three faiths. And construction begins in May after 10 years of planning.
0: The big story today is the petition for consent that everyone's been talking about. It's time for us to have a think about what's next for this petition and take stock of where we are in 2021.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I don't remember a time when there were this many stories in the media about sexual assault, treatment of women or consent. Between Grace Tame winning Aussie of the Year, AOC speaking about a sexual assault incident live on Insta. Brittany Higgins and three other women bringing claims of sexual assault in Parliament House. Almost recently, this petition that's just been signed by, it seems, everyone I know. It really feels like it's permeating every single sphere at the moment.
0: The petition has certainly gone viral. Over the weekend, we received a heap of DMs alerting us to the petition, and since then, we've seen Chanel Contos, the author of the petition, interviewed on what seems like every major Australian news outlet. To have amassed over 16,500 signatures and 2,500 testimonies is really significant and speaks to the timeliness and universality of this issue. I've had a lot of friends ask me what happens next and whether this petition will actually change anything.
1: It's a commonly asked question. So, a petition has power that is twofold. Firstly, it starts a national conversation about something that might not have otherwise been discussed, which in this case is about sexual consent. On the other hand, it can also have very real legislative consequences if it's submitted to a House of Parliament. So this petition, which pertains to the education of students, could be lodged by a Member of Parliament in State Parliament. In New South Wales, where the author Chanel Contos is from, if petitions have had more than 10,000 signatures, which this one has, then that petition will be scheduled for debate in the House. At this point, real policy and legislative change can arise – Another way that this can happen is by reaching out to your local member, which you can do via email, via phone, or in person. If anyone wants any tips on this, please feel free to DM us on Insta.
0: It's also really important to remember what the author of the petition hopes for it to achieve, and for that message to remain as the petition somewhat takes a life of its own. Chanel Contos told us on the weekend that she's pushing for education that not only incorporates key elements of consent, but also the forces that shape behaviour, such as toxic masculinity and rape culture.
1: And that's just it. It is so important to address all elements of this. And interestingly, when we were doing some research for this podcast, we came across an ABC article detailing a push for consent education in high schools. It wasn't from February from this year, but from February last year. It just showed us these issues aren't new. Their presence in the news cycle is also not new. What we do with this information, however, that is what needs to be new.
0: That's all we have time for today. But in the meantime, follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 85,000 Australians get their news throughout the day and we'd love you to become part of the community.